You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe. And as always, we're the show that we try to take some uh, challenges that you may have as a business owner and break them down into some common sense solutions and ideas. But today I'm going to tackle a a segment of the market that is uh, probably not true for everybody. So hang with me as I describe this picture here, and then you can decide if you want to hang with us or not. But I think you're going to find value regardless. The challenge I want to speak to today is the issue of the private small business who has made it through the first couple of phases of growth and expansion. But now they're into what I think is typically looked at as sort of a third phase of their evolution. And I have had a particular focus on this segment of the business world. It goes all the way back to my days in banking because I watched what we affectionately called mom and pop companies start up, get going, get some traction, have some success, grow and increase both their top side revenue and their margins and their take homes for the take home pay for the owner. But then they hit some kind of invisible wall or plateau and it didn't matter what the owners tried to do. They never could seem to bust through that wall and take advantage of the opportunity that might be there to, who knows, 2X or 3X the business. And back in that day, it bothered me that I watched companies suffer with this. And sadly, a lot of them just never made it past that. And in fact, actually now started on a decline. And I really wondered what that was about. Why did that exist? Why did it happen? And I really leaned into the question and I became incredibly curious and I discovered there are a couple of critical elements that are missing that hold back those owners from being able to have that kind of next stage success. So I've got two colleagues that have joined me today and, and we're going to try to really lean into this challenge and this idea. And uh, the first gentleman I want to introduce, he's been on this show before. His name is Lane Sloan. Lane, welcome. Good to be here with you, Doug. Yeah, you bet. Um, and I, th I think we're going to hit some background things maybe a little later, but I because I really would like to lean into this this topic. Lane, one of the most critical elements, and you and I have talked about this a lot before in the discovery I made, and I know you've shared it as well. One of the challenges in being able to really take off in this stage, this next stage, is the idea of sophistication of the company, or maybe you want to call it maturity. So can you kind of dig into that and explain a little more about what, how that impacts the opportunity for this next stage success? Well, I'd be happy to do so. Um, we believe that the level of sophistication is really a function of the organization's capability to plan, to develop a winning strategy, 
and the lead. And we've actually put together a uh, program uh, that encompasses those three elements, which, uh, as you say, are critical to go to that next stage. Now, last time I was here, uh, you know, we talked about my four-stage growth model. And I think that is a very helpful way of looking at this. Now, the level of sophistication that you need depends on where you're at on that growth model. Uh, the first stage that I've talked about before was the development stage. Those companies are uh, owners who are trying to get an idea off the ground. And when you're at that point, you have very uh, little cash, you have few customers, and uh, because you don't have much cash, you don't have very many employees. And as a result, uh, the sophistication around leadership that I mentioned uh, is almost irrelevant. Who, who are you going to be leading? You don't have employees. The second thing that happens in that very early stage is that the planning follows the activity. And the activity is day-to-day. -day. It's really kind of survival. And so doing things in that mode, planning is extremely short-term. Now, if you get to the point where you, you're lucky enough to grow your revenues, you're probably going to need to bring on some employees. And when you've got those employees, you're going to have to do some planning. You're thinking about how to improve the overall operation. So on the planning side, one of the keys is to be more cognizant in how to manage your cash. And you start to put together budgets and things of that nature. So you focus a little wider on the short term, kind of on a yearly basis. And because you've got more employees, you put together some procedures, you maybe have an organization structure, look at your business processes, and uh, even develop a website, you know, and do a little marketing, which you're quite familiar about doing, Doug. Um, but there's some transition point that occurs, and I think you described it pretty well. A company continues to grow, and all of a sudden, there is an opportunity or a potential to really take off. And I called that uh, the takeoff stage last time we were here. And in that takeoff stage, what becomes crucial is looking much farther out in terms of what do you want to become? And then secondly, well, how are you going to win? You know, and that gets into having a strong market value proposition. That means you got to know a whole lot more about your competitors. And then the other thing, by the time you've got there, if you're really going to be able to tick off, you, you recognize that leadership is the catalyst to growth. So we put together this program and it's targeted for those folks in that takeoff stage. Well, I think that really helps kind of crystallize the, the, the challenge and, and the idea that, that we want to get into. But there's another dimension of this, and that is for those owners that are at that pivot point in their trajectory or their growth curve for their business, there are several ways that people traditionally try to figure out how to go to the takeoff stage and, and get into it. You know, some decide to go back to school and maybe even pursue an MBA, although that's a really small number, usually because you're too darn busy trying to sustain the business. And others, uh, classic, the, the classic solution is to join a roundtable. 
But the three of us on the show today all have ex various experiences with the roundtable format. And there is no denying that the peer-to-peer -peer advisory value of that is, is huge. And it's key, you know, coming together, meeting with some like-minded individuals who have the same kind of challenge. They're at that same stage. They've got maybe the same level of experience. And they too are struggling with what they want to do next. So you get together in this group setting, you have a facilitator that, that kind of guides a monthly meeting and you work through some things together. It's kind of a group solve idea. And my other guest today is Rich Hall. He has been with us before as well. And I'm going to ask you, Rich, to, first, let me say welcome. Good to have you here again. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Glad to be back. And let's dive into the roundtable part. You've got a lot of experience, both as a participant and a facilitator. Tell us a little bit about your views of this roundtable format. You know, I joined a roundtable because I was looking for earlier in my career when I was actually running a multinational, multi-generational family-owned business. And Myself, like many CEOs and business owners, love the idea of the peer advisory. You know, the fact that maybe I'm not the only one dealing with some of these problems. And that's where a lot of the value comes in, is to hear your peers talk about how they face challenges and then perhaps what they did that worked or didn't work that you could learn from. I've been part of some national sort of CEO roundtable peer advisory type programs. And one of the things that I wasn't as crazy about is that, you know, a lot of these programs, the facilitators of the programs are really good people, but a lot of times they're trained facilitators and may not have as strong of a background in running companies or actually helping all the participants really understand what the challenge is and, and some potential paths forward. So what many will do is create what I call filler type activities in these programs where they really get strong engagement amongst the members of the group, but are the topics really that relevant and something that you would turn around and say, you know, wow, man, this is really great. I'm going to apply this when I get back to the office. So I've taken some of that feedback. I run, I run multiple CEO roundtables myself, uh, currently running uh, also nationwide mastermind groups. So I think getting that balance between peer advisory as well as just some hardcore meaty topics that are really beneficial and helpful, that's the key to success for these roundtables. Lane, you too have some experience and observation about the roundtable format. Why don't you share that with us? Well, I was the chairman of a CEO roundtable committee for a advisory group uh, here in uh, the Houston area. And they had about 20 uh, roundtables. I was actually with the this group for 20 years, and I sat on one roundtable for 20 years. So I've, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, length uh, and continuity in seeing what roundtables do. But I chaired uh, this roundtable committee a couple times. 
And what we always found was that the stronger the agenda, the more value that is added. And uh, Rich is somebody who could really talk about that. But let me make one other comment before he comes back in. And that is that uh, on the roundtables, what you tend to find, and back to that four-stage growth model, is you have different people that are in different points of the cycle. You may have a couple that are in that development stage. Uh, the majority are usually in the growth stage. And you may have a couple, uh, as I did, in the takeoff stage. And I got a lot of feedback from those in the takeoff stage. And it was along the lines that uh, I'm not getting much value from these other folks because I've got a different set of issues. I'm really trying to figure out where I'm going to go longer term. You know, I'm really uh, looking for ways to beat my competition and how I can improve my market value uh, proposition. And they clearly, I mean, they were reading leadership books and so forth to improve their leadership uh, style. And so uh, as I've indicated, we're really putting together a program and that program uh, only has folks in the takeoff stage. So I think it's very key to take advantage of people who have, as Rich was indicating, the same type issues that they're facing. But Rich, uh, you know, you had that one roundtable that was kind of falling apart. Uh, why don't you talk about what happened with it? Yeah, so thanks, Lane. When I stepped in to take over a roundtable, it had dropped significantly in participation. And, you know, there's a saying out there that says people talk with their feet, right? If they don't show up, they may not tell you they're not getting good value, but they just don't show. And I found that was a case with this one. And I had a pivot point to make. Either we're going to get serious about the topics and the depth of discussion and may, you know, drive some people away, or we're going to hit a point and get a lot of value out of it. And we started going down, you know, let's, let's talk about financials. Let's talk about things like values and vision of the company and mission statement. And what was surprising is that over half of the business owners that were in the meeting were not focusing on things like that. Now they all knew it was important, but it just, you know, day to day got in there and they weren't focused on some of, you know, how are we doing on a quarterly basis? How are we doing compared to our budget for the year? How are we doing compared to our forecast? You know, so when we started going into some of those topics and then holding them accountable, we got the reaction we were looking for. Participation, you know, started really growing. They started referring their friends over. And next thing you know, we were at capacity all because we were getting into the topics that were really relevant to the owners. And they wanted peer group, not only feedback, but also accountability. And that's what we gave them. So what I'm hearing you describe is taking the high value excitement of the peer-to-peer -peer advisory and bringing that together with likewise high value content. You, you've got a plan for topic matters, subject areas that people need to know in that stage of their growth and development 
again, to go back to our original point, to help elevate that sophistication and, and kind of increase that maturity of the way you look at your business and the way you think about running the business. Is that, is that a fair statement? I think it's a great description, Doug. The um, what, one thing I would add is, let's all remember when you're at a takeoff stage, that which got you there, meaning the strength of the owner or their background may not be everything needed to really take off as Lane describes. And therefore you have to fill in some of the gaps. As an example, let's say that an owner was very strong and outgoing in sales, but had a little bit weaker on the operations side, which is not uncommon. That will hinder them, yet there's a lot of things they may not even be aware of because they've never had to face it. They got where they are through the strength of their background. This type of an approach is say, let's be all encompassing so that there's areas that they can fill in the gaps that's really necessary and will be required to hit that takeoff like Lane's talking about. Lane, other thoughts from you? Well, I, you know, the idea of having, and you said it well, a really strong agenda. In fact, the program that we're putting together has an enhanced agenda. I mean, this is pretty powerful. And uh, we put together uh, the program in such a fashion that, uh, like most uh, roundtables, it's a roundtable peer-to-peer, but there's a front end to that. There's a session in front of that that gets the content out on a particular area that is going to be the topic for the next roundtable. For example, uh, one of the areas would be, you know, looking uh, far out. What do you want to become? And Rich talked about things like vision and mission and your domain. We'll describe that. And so what we've done is uh, we've got as I say, two types of sessions. One is the ability to get this content to you, but the content comes uh, through kind of like a podcast format. It's a, in video. And uh, one of the reasons we've done that is it's a convenient way. You can view it whenever you want. Um, and the second is uh, by having it in this kind of podcast format, and Doug, you're a part of it, as you well know, uh, you get the three of us interacting. And uh, so you get um, all of our backgrounds, you know, coming forward to give much broader and deeper uh, depth into whatever that particular agenda topic uh, might be. So uh, the first session is about content that requires some work on the part of a member uh, in this uh, program. And uh, once they do that, then there's what's called templates. And templates are the bridge uh, over to the roundtable uh, session and the agenda. And maybe uh, Rich is really good at roundtables. Maybe I can turn to Rich on how that uh, roundtable and the templates would work. Yeah, I think what's important is business owners, again, most are busy and they've got a lot going on. So when you ask them, hey, put together this, say a mission statement or a vision or goals for your company, a lot of times it can take more time to say, well, what's the right format? What, how should I set this up? We've got all of these set up in templates that make it easy to input and is consistent. So therefore, when we get together in the format or in the round table, 
everyone's coming from the same type perspective and it just makes the flow a lot better and their time is much more efficient. Uh, and we, to be honest, we use an approach. We think that's more like what we've called an academy as an example. And I think it'll resonate very well with business owners. Well, to clarify, as as Lane and Rich both have alluded to this this program that we're putting together, and and yes, I probably need to you know clarify that I'm I'm part of this three way partnership in building this academy. the The content and the subject matter we're talking about producing has a timeline on it. So, Lane, you want to describe that? This is not a you know, perpetually indefinite uh, moving goal, there's a pretty specific time block associated. Well, it's probably uh, easy to get into what what are the sessions? How did we form the sessions? And uh, strategy is my greatest strength. And uh, with my roundtables, one of the things I used to do was suggest to people to use the Wickman, Gina Wickman Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS model, because most of the folks didn't have the, you know, sophisticated business backgrounds and and needed some structure and and a uh, approach that would really help them, particularly in the shorter term. But what I found with uh, Geno's uh, program was it wasn't nearly as strong on the strategic side. And when you're in that takeoff, you really need to know where you're going strategically. And uh, the second thing, it really didn't even talk about leadership, which is key to it. So I got to thinking, uh, and that's what got me particularly involved in kind of the takeoff stage, is could we build some frameworks that would work for that takeoff stage? And the first one was the four-stage growth model. And what it does is give people an idea of the journey they're going to go down and what that would look like. And it really helps them formulate their vision. Now, the other thing from my experience, I've been in, you know, consulting for about 20 years and the majority of particularly the last uh, 15 years has been around small businesses. And what I found was a lot of people would uh, say, hey, Lane, would you help me on my business plan? I, you know, I, I know I need to be doing people tell me I need to be thinking out longer term. Can you help me develop that? I'd do that. Next thing I'd know, the folks would throw those in the drawer. You know, they wouldn't look at them. And I ask, how are they coming? Oh, well, um, you know, they're the ham and haw. And I thought, well, what's the problem here? They really had a pretty good idea of what, what they wanted to become. And the thing that was missing was the midterm. How do you bridge the short term to the midterm? And the key there is critical success factors, figuring out what that next stage is going to look like. And uh, then the real short term, uh, I had many consultants. I worked for Shell for 30 years, as you know, and one of them had this idea about value drivers. And that's where you really uh, generate results. So I put together a comprehensive planning framework that includes all of this plus performance reviews. And uh, that's another part of uh, what we've got on offer. And then kind of another element, I talked about leadership being kind of void in, in some of the programs that you hear, rarely ever talked about in a roundtable meeting, but leadership is key. And the more you know about yourself, yourself, 
the better the leader you're going to be. So I put together a uh, 4P framework that's all involved about looking at yourself internally. And the P's are, one is all about purpose. What, what do you got in mind for your life? What do you really want to become, including your business? The second is all about personality, which has a heavy influence on your leadership style and so forth. And then persuasions, you know, what do you believe? What's your character all about? What are your values? And then the fourth area is proficiencies. You know, what are you good at? Are you, can you influence people? Do you think strategically? How do you execute things like that? So, and, and I've got, uh, I taught uh, for many years out at the University of Houston as an executive professor of corporate strategy and strategic leadership. And so I've got a lot of knowledge about what uh, value propositions really work out there. So that became the content of the sessions and there are 10 of them. And uh, there's two at the end that really kind of wrap it all together, but there's 10 sessions that last a year. Well, and in, in mixed in with all that, I want to highlight the, the leadership element. And going back to my statement at the top of the show, when we talked about uh, my observation of the businesses that kind of hit that invisible wall, there was definitely the leadership component that was part of it. The owner-founder was not making the pivot from founder to CEO. And that is a, a giant step that some people, if they aren't intentional about it or don't know what could be involved in doing that, they do struggle with it. And classic symptoms are things like the business is big enough, you're still, you're, you're the head of the company, you're the owner, you're still trying to run sales, operations, finance, all the functional things that is spelled out at Gino Wickman's EOS, you're, you're trying to wear all the hats. And if, you know, you, you just can't do that. You become the bottleneck for the growth of the company. And by being able to really reframe your own thinking about expanding your leadership ability, you might ask, ask and answer questions like, do I need to hire a chief sales guy? Do I need to hire a chief operating officer? Maybe do I need to go hire a CEO? I can still be the owner visionary of this thing, but maybe I need a, a true executive officer to go make it work. And those are hard, hard questions. But in the program content we're putting together here, I go back to the uh, kind of the messages and the substance of what we're developing. We've got the, the templates and the toolkits to kind of break out and help you assess those opportunities and decisions so that you can plot for yourself a course toward becoming the better leader that this now more mature company needs to have. Rich, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of operationally how these groups will come together, who needs to be in them, and, and how do they need to work together? Sure. So uh, we'll, we'll be meeting on a monthly basis, uh, typically about four hours a month on a morning. That usually fits better for our uh, CEOs and business owners. We do require engagement and we drive that pretty hard. Uh, there is a confidentiality agreement that we ask everyone to sign so that we're all comfortable speaking about things openly and getting great feedback. 
Uh, we have a charter that's in place. So really, you know, we want that commitment. Uh, the four hour sessions are Zoom related. At least two of us on this call today will be participating in each one of the sessions. The preparatory work in advance, like we talked about earlier, will be made available via not only recorded, but we'll have blogs that we'll refer to. We'll have best practices. Uh, we'll have all of this information that both from our experience that we've got, but also totally related to each area of the content. And we just asked the uh, CEOs, we're very sensitive to their time commitment, but prepare for the work in advance, come ready. And then for each session, Afterwards, beforehand, if you need anything, call us. You know, any of the three of us are here available. And our goal is, again, for the CEOs to be wildly successful at the end of this. And we'll do everything we can possible to make that happen. Lane, I think you've got some other thoughts to add to that about sort of the, uh, I'll call it the profile of the person that may be the best uh, candidate to, to join one of these groups. Yeah, um, Doug, I think hopefully people have recognized this is not a traditional roundtable program. I mean, this is a targeted program. It lasts one year. We've called it an academy. And uh, it is exactly what Rich said. We want to help people take off. That is our objective. I mean, roundtable objectives are continuity, keep the thing going. Our objective is helping people take off. So to do that, you've got to be, you know, in that takeoff area. Uh, it's not a magic number when you use revenue, but somewhere in the six to eight million people are kind of getting ready uh, to take off. So we look at what folks' revenues are. Uh, secondly, you got to have some organization substance. And generally, if you got around 20 folks, uh, you can form a leadership team. You know, you got a little structure to your organization, and that really preps you for the ability to take off. In fact, we looked, uh, you know, there's 650,000 uh, companies in the U.S., small businesses, in that uh, uh, takeoff 20 or more employee takeoff stage. And uh, there's over... 33 uh, million uh, small businesses. So that's a very elite group. It's like 2% or whatever. Uh, but the thing that uh, we use uh, to sort it all out is that four-stage growth model. We have an assessment associated with it. So we like people to take that assessment. And if we can see they're you know, approaching or really in the takeoff stage, then they're a really good candidate for us. Well, as you can see in the graphics that are on Lane and Rich's screen, we've got a logo for Takeoff Titans Academy. We've we've used the word takeoff a lot, and we have referred to this program as kind of an academy. The third piece that, as the three of us came together and talked about this, you know, often you think of business leaders from history that have turned ideas into empires. And usually in, in all the articles and books about them, they're kind of referred to as titans. So we thought it'd be a good idea to put all that together. So that's how we came up with the name of Takeoff Titan Academy. 
And we're putting this under an umbrella. The other logo you see in their screens is Owners Next. The idea is if, if you're a business owner, what is next for your business? In this case, we're addressing the, that takeoff stage opportunity and bringing this content with a high value peer-to-peer -peer environment to take in the content, work the content, share your ideas, get feedback, and really get you equipped to make these changes, make the moves you need to really successfully take off. And with that, guys, I'm going to offer up one last round of comments. Rich, any additional thoughts from you? I just, we're excited about what we're doing because this is a culmination of a lot of hands-on aspects of each of our careers that have, we've seen what it takes for these owners at these stages to be highly successful. So looking forward to it, Doug. Lane? Well, I think uh, if you go to these other roundtable type organizations, usually what uh, the facilitator or whoever chairs it is looking for is a consultancy. They're, they're hoping to help you, uh, you know, individually. Uh, that's not what we're all about. I mean, what we're all about is trying to help you take off through two ways, giving you our input beforehand. So you get all the value of our thinking and content uh, firsthand. And then secondly, that the roundtable sessions, you know, when you're in a takeoff roundtable and all these different people are sharing their ideas on how they're going about trying to solve their challenges, which are very similar to yours, that adds tremendous value. And we think that really is going to help people take off. I mean, my own personal view, um, I'm getting later stage of my life, and what I like to see is companies be successful. Small businesses are the fuel to the growth for our society. So me just even being a part of helping uh, companies uh, reach that takeoff to you know expansion and uh, grow up to be the titans that you talked about, it's it's a good feeling. Absolutely. So folks, we're, we're going to kind of wrap this up now, but what I want to do is encourage you. You've kind of heard the story. You've kind of heard the vision that the three of us have put together. I want to ask for your input. I want to ask for your feedback. Uh, you can find any one of us online. There'll be uh, uh, contact points in the show notes here down in the links below, but uh, drop us a note, drop us a line, give us some feedback on anything that struck you in, in what we uh, shared and come together and, and help us know more about uh, your ideas on other things that, that we might add to this and whether or not there's something we're overlooking here. We're pretty confident there it's not. It's, it's pretty comprehensive the way we've uh, designed it and put it together, and it's been a uh, labor of love for quite some time. The place to find out more online is at ownersnext, that's one word, ownersnext.com. You can click that link and then punch the button for Takeoff Titan Academy. You'll uh, get that info and, and that uh, assessment uh, link that Lane referred to. 
But again, the, the, the key ask is that if, if you've got an idea or a comment on some feedback on what we've shared today, please hop in and uh, let us know that. So with that, uh, Lane, Rich, thanks for sitting in. It's been great. Good having you again. And we're going to sign off, folks. And as always, if you've been listening to this in your uh, through your favorite audio streaming channel, there is a video over on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, uh, check it out. And with that, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, go out and make it a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.